All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey guys, Tim here. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Or maybe you've got one that just doesn't seem to be growing the way you want it to. I'm going to be teaching an online course to share everything I've learned about growing Dropping the Gloves. In this course, we'll be covering how to start your own show and plan your content, monetize your podcast, build an audience, create a brand identity, leverage audience feedback, and analyze data in a way that's actionable. Here's the catch, though. You can find information about basically all of those things from a simple Google search. So I'm not going to share boring how-tos or best practices. Instead, I'll be sharing real stories from our experience with growing the show and the important lessons we learned along the way, mistakes we made, what we wish we did differently, and how we turned a fun side project into a real business. And most importantly, how you can apply these lessons to your own podcasts. It's a 90-minute class that you can attend either of two nights, October 23rd and November 14th. You can find a link to more information in the bios of any of our social media pages, but also feel free to message me if you have any questions. I hope to see you there. afternoon everybody welcome to another episode of dropping the gloves here on a nice september 26th tim 2023 here getting close to october how are you doing tim i'm good john any uh what's going on with your day today any, any big news or anything it's my birthday is that what oh. you're alluding to yeah happy birthday thank 41. you 41 very exciting nice. tim wanted to postpone the show and i was like screw that it's my birthday today <laughs> I want yeah. some attention. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's nice. 41. My kids, it's funny how kids work. They want to make a big deal out of it. They're like, it's your birthday, like the week leading up to it. And I'm like, I really don't care. I really don't. I'm so sure don't you lead into it and let them get it. I don't. Not at all. They got me a cake yesterday from Costco. That was nice. So we're going to do cake tonight. And I told them I want some new razors for my Mach 3. I don't shave much. I have had these four razors, Tim, no word of a lie, seven to 10 years. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Not even kidding. I'm shaving more. I think I'm getting older. And I'll be completely honest. My beard is very gray. And I just don't like it when it gets long. I'm like, man, you really look really old. And so I'll shave it every couple weeks. But when did you start turning gray? um, 27 to 30 is when I really clicked in. But once I hit 30, 35 it just boom my whole my whole beard is gray 
I started going gray, just little tiny patches on both sides, but it's been the same for like probably five or seven years. But I bet in a couple of years, I'm 33 ne- next month, it'll be, it'll go gray like yours. Cause my dad was gray in high school. He started going gray. But you have zero stress in your life. <laughs> you say zero. that. You, okay. Is that, is that the kind of show it's going to be today? Well, that's, that is a main proponent of gray hair. It's like stress in your life. John, you don't even, you're a retired athlete. There's no less stressful life than a retired professional hockey player. Oh, yeah. I don't have any stress in my life. Seven kids, seven daughters, seven weddings, seven universities. You did that to yourself. I know, but it's still stressful. What if you stressful? People think I just, I haven't made an honest day's living since I retired. I've been trying to scam people from the moment I retired. So <laughs> you gotta still make money. It's not like I just made a gazillion dollars. People think, think I'm loaded. Yeah. You, I mean, you've probably never seen new girl, but there's a, there's a line there where some girl, his girlfriend is like a consulting consultant. And he's like telling everyone that yeah, it's some scam where it's called consulting where you just like help them a little bit and they pay you. It's pretty cool. That's what I'm trying to get into. <laughs> it's like this guy, he probably listens to the show. Should I, should I should be nice, but he's like a life coach on my men's league team. And I'm like, you're the biggest train wreck. I think I know like you're emotionally imbalanced and you're always getting angry. Like you're a life coach. And he's like, people pay me a lot of money for it. I'm like, it's, it's crazy that in today's age, people pay money to get advice and it's usually bad advice. That's what it is. Speaking of coaching, what were we just talking about? <laughs> Well, I got a very nice offer from a high school team in town. They are lacking a, a high school head coach, um, the Traverse City West. And so someone reached out and they're like, would your husband be interested in coaching the high school team this year? And I politely said, not a chance in the world. But it's nice. You know, these opportunities are very, they're nice. People think I know hockey and they trust me molding young minds. But I, there's no way. But I, we were talking. I do have a couple theories on how I would coach my team. And this only is for high school, Tim. I don't want to get you twisted. This wouldn't work in the NHL. For a high school team, my game plan would be to just really focus on the power play. Work on it predominantly in practice every day, a half an hour, 45 minutes. Hammer in a power play. Get a lethal power play where you're c- clicking along at 50%. And you're scoring one, two goals a game because you usually get four, four or five power plays, right? Have a really lethal power play and then just focus the rest of the practice on D zone and structure. Because in high school, I think those are the two main things that are lacking. The special teams are usually just atrocious. You watch a high school game, you watch a kid's game that's younger. It's a free for all because they spend most of the time working on the fundamentals, passing, shooting, this stuff and that stuff. I would focus on your power play and I'd focus on your D zone. I'd make it really hard to enter the zone. I would have a good three-man low system. I would have really disciplined wingers and I would make it impossible to score on us. And that's it. And I would win games two to one, one nothing. And I would win the state championships. Because kids are at that age, kids are very moldable. And if they don't listen, they don't play. So they don't have that ego quite yet. But I don't know. It don't ever happen. Who are you you nodding at over there? Do you do you think you could you have enough knowledge to teach and coach the goalie position at the high school level? Or no, not a chance. I would need a goalie coach. Yeah. I don't know how you teach goalies. Get in front of the puck, right? I. I don't. I think a goalie coach in the NHL is more 
mental. It's like just keeping the goalie in a good frame of mind. Cause you're not going to have a charm season like the Bruins had last year. That's, that's abnormal. But I think they're just there to be buddies and to kind of pump up their confidence. Like let's, cause I used to work with the goalies all the time, all the time. Cause I would be the extra guy. Go shoot pucks at the goalies, dummy. Go shoot pucks. I'm like, all right. And I would do these drills and most of them were pretty, it's muscle memory with the goalies where you just do a lot of blocker, 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 shoot 50 times there. And they just like angle to the corner, angle to the corner. Then you'd come across the crease. They do a lot of pushing from left to right, right to left, stopping back and forth. It's not a lot of like acrobatic Dominic Asik style stuff. It's just like, okay, muscle memory, dink, dink, and small little tweaks. So no, I could not do that at all. But anyways, no high school coaching ever in my future. Sorry. I'm a, I'm a broadcaster for the Chicago Blackhawks for Pete's sake. You think <laughs> I got time to do that? No time at all. I'm I'm a big timer now, Tim. I'm on NBC. First game, October 14th versus the Montreal Canadiens. Check it out. Here's the thing. Do I get a haircut? You're the haircut guy. What do I do? Do I risk a bad haircut two weeks before? I finally got a good haircut. It took me a year and a half after moving to Charlotte to finally. I found a new place, a little bit more expensive, but they spent like an hour on it. And I was like, okay, this is great. An hour for a haircut? It was, it was, yeah, at least 45 minutes. Um, Because the place I go across the street, it's like 10 minutes. And they cut the side, cut the top, and maybe two or three minutes on the details. And that's it. How much does the haircut run? It was $50. Plus Yeah. Yeah. So what's total? You're walking out spending what? 53? I gave her 53. I gave her a little bit bigger one because I want to go back and I want them to be like, oh, yeah, that's Tim. He tips well. So you tipped I think her $10. I, yeah. I'll probably tip $10 every time, to be honest, if they keep it coming. So anyway, back to your question. I think you do get a haircut. Obviously, you can't wear a hat, but you look nice. You look. And nice. here's my other question, too, because I don't own many suits. So I was very frugal when I played. I have like four dress shirts and really two suits. Can I just recycle those suits for a whole season long? I think I'll do 30 to 40 games. You think people will make fun of me? Like, oh, John's wearing that suit again. He's wearing that shirt. Do I got to go and invest in some suits now? No, if you mix up the shirts, it'll be fine. But what you should try them on because not, I mean, the, they probably still fit you, but the style is so different. Cause I, this happened with that wedding I went to earlier this year and I hadn't worn the suit in probably three years and they were just so much baggier than like how they wear them now. You know what I mean? It'll just be thicker and then the coat's different. The cut now is like, slim and trim and it's just a different thing so you might look like it's super baggy even though it was the style when you wore them they won't be their custom jobs you think i'm yep. walking around off the rack tim <laughs> no but the style is different though it's What's not it? the style it's the man in the suit that makes okay. it look good tim you know yeah. what i mean it's your birthday i'll let you say whatever you want today go shorty <laughs> <laughs> i used to love that song 50 cent we're gonna party like it's your birthday today's my birthday I'll be sleeping many, by 10 o'clock. How many chickens are still alive, by the way? All of them, Tim. Four. Four. We got, we got, it was a banner day yesterday. We got three eggs. So one chicken still isn't comfortable, still won't lay an egg, but we're getting three eggs now. I have nine in my carton waiting to be eaten this weekend. So hopefully we can get a couple more. We'll have 15 to 20 when it comes to Sunday. And then we do a big Sunday uh, lunch. We do, I do over easy. I do egg in a holes. I do scrambles. It's nice. And we'll cook a whole 14 to 16 eggs for uh, the whole family. It's nice. Farm, farm to table. That's where it's at. I actually ordered them 
a new watering thing last night. I'm kind of getting into it. So the water for chickens are gross because chickens are disgusting animals. They like kick dirt everywhere. They're just yuck. So you try to make everything clean for them. The watering things we have sit on the ground. They just always get full of poop and dirt and leaves and stuff. So I bought this thing where the water fills up by a gravity feed and it's like four inches off the ground. And so this little cup is always full of water, but it's high enough off the ground where it won't get dirt in it. And then you just put it in a bucket and it just keeps filling itself up. You don't have to press a button. It's not connected to anything. And you can, I have like six taps on this one bucket bucket. It was like coop coop rental rental coop.com. It's a great little, uh, chicken website for people who farm chickens like me. I am a, I'm an off gridder. You know what I mean? You wouldn't get it, Tim. You live for the grid. You live on the internet. You get your eggs at Walmart because they're cheap and you spend all your time on Twitter. No, so. no, 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 no. There's no way you get your eggs at Walmart. Not a chance. You get your eggs at some co-op and you get like beeswax and honey and all this other crap. There's right. You don't go to Walmart. Not a chance. I don't go to Walmart. I go to the yeah. regular, the regular grocery store. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not a co-op either, but you don't go to the farmer's market. Yeah, see, don't go. Yeah, if you, if you can't afford it, get your get your eggs somewhere good. Because I do notice a difference when I eat eggs off the shelf. It irritates me a little bit. I'm that's a sensitive of, uh, guy. That's one of the only things when I grocery shop that I I, I make sure I get like the pasture raised and non GMO and all that stuff because it does make a difference. It does. It really does. And I tell you what, I I don't want to belabor a point and bore people. These free range chicken eggs, the yolk is so creamy, Tim. I'm telling you what, the yellow is the yellowest yellow you've ever seen. It's just, it's, it melts in your mouth. When you come to Traverse City, you come to my house and you can watch me eat one of these eggs. You'll be amazed at how you, don't you mean, just ask me to open eggs? up my mouth. <laughs> Let yeah. me see the oak shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's people, people, I, I meant to mention this too. We had a couple of people reach out. They're upset with how I treat you. Yeah. Did you like ask your brother and, and Deirdre to write in or something? I don't think I treat you bad at all. No, I mean you do pick on me, but it's like all in good fun to me. And so, but you pick it on comes me up, sometimes, right? But it comes up fairly often, and a lot more in the last month or so, where all these messages come in, like John, be nicer to Tim, whatever. I think it's funny. I, I'm I don't trying to defend you. It's nice. It's nice. It. I appreciate it. I'm good. Thank you, listeners. I'm they good. have some uh, ownership over you. It's good. Well, someone's got to stick up for you. You sure as heck aren't. Okay, moving on. <laughs> All right. So we did the divisions. We did the conferences. We gave our best predictions to see who's gonna who's gonna finish where. That's out of the way. Now we're gonna get to the actual players who play for the teams. This is kind of what you do in the lead up to the season. We're we're two weeks out. Gosh, we're less than two weeks out, Tim. It's it's getting rapidly close. Cuts are being made in the NHL. Camps are going on. We're into preseason games. Players are getting hurt. Guys are trying to make rosters. It's a very exciting time. I remember this well when I was still in the league. It's just a fun time. Everybody's 500. The season's just, it's an unknown and it's a good thing. Are we going to be good? Will we be bad? Where am I going to play? How the season is going to go? It's very, very, very fun. And I like doing this too. what we're going to do today. We're going to just do our award predictions. In years past, I think I, I went a little haywire and was doing bold predictions. I earnestly 
think each guy that I'm picking on today's show will win this award. I'm not going out on a limb. I'm not doing anything crazy. So summer just happens. You know, MVP, it's McDavid. Obviously, the guy's going to be MVP for the next 10 years. But we're going to go through and we're going to pick our awards. And, you know, we'll, we'll look back on this. And I want you guys to chime in. And girls, too. We have a lot of female listeners, Tim. I don't know why you make me say guys all the time. Because it's all a script. I just read a script. Let us know who you think is going to win these awards. Because ugh, there's so many good players. It's a fun time to be a fan for the NHL. Like, there really is talent all over the league. Young guys, old guys. It's it's a it's a fantastic time to be a hockey fan. Now, let's start this year. Mm-hmm. With the award that I, I think they completely botched last year. They gave it to the guy who got the most points. Definitely not even the top 10 best defenseman in the NHL. If I'm drafting a team and they say pick a defenseman first, there's not a chance in the world I'm picking Eric Carlson as my first pick. He's not my second pick. He's not my third pick. Tim, he's not even in my probably top 15 picks for a defenseman. I'm going Hamilton, Darlene. Heiskinen, Makar, Fox, Sergachev, Yossi, Lindholm, all of these guys, friend of the show, Josh Morrissey, McAvoy. There's so many better defensemen than Eric Carlson. The fact that he won it last year, I think, really tainted this award. So hopefully they go back this year and they get back to their roots and they actually pick the true best defenseman. So let's get into it. Who do you think, Tim, is going to take home the award? So what we did, we have an agenda. Tim put his three picks. I put my three picks. Nobody knows who we're going to, you know, the, the one guy is. So, Tim, I'll let you take the stage. Sure. So, for the Norris Trophy, my three finalists are Makar, which I think is similar to McDavid. If he's healthy, he's going to be a finalist most of the rest of the next decade. And then behind him, I have Heiskanen and Darlene. And I actually went back and forth on, I mean, all three of these guys, I think, are going to have incredible careers and in, in, in years, I mean, but. My pick for the Norris this coming season is Miro Heiskanen. I think he's going to have a monster year. I think the stars are going to be very good. So he would be my pick. And I actually think Darlene's going to finish second. So, Wow. And why not Makar? What's holding him back? Um, nothing in particular. It's more just about what the other guys are doing. And I think that, I mean, I think the Avalanche will have a bounce back. Uh, Rantanen, <laughs> by the way, we'll, we'll get to the uh, Richard trophy. Rantanen had 55 goals last year. I didn't really like track that. So these guys are still very, very good at putting up offense. But to me, it's Heiskanen just reaching another level this this coming season. Yeah, he's a great defenseman. I think you nailed it with the, going with a good team because there's so much benefit from playing with a good team. <clears throat> Excuse me. My coffee went down the wrong hole there. Do I sound different? You sound younger, which is ironic because you're older. I'm, today. I'm older today. I'm older every day. All right. My three defensemen. I think Kale McCarr, like you mentioned, will be a finalist. I think him and Adam Fox should be in the mix every single year for the next 10 years. I think those guys are head and shoulders above most of the league when it comes to what we value in today's defenseman. Puck moving, just fleet-footed, those types of defensemen. I'm going to give my award this year. I think McCarr will have injury issues this year. I, I don't think he's going to stay healthy. Last year, what, he played 60 games. I just, I just think it's coming. Teams are going to key on him. I think Colorado is going to have not a bounce back here. I think they'll be good. They'll make the playoffs, like I said last episode. But I really don't think they're going to be that team that won the Stanley Cup two years ago. So I think he'll have issues. He'll still put up 70 points. Don't get me wrong, but he's going to, you know, have issues. Adam Fox will be right there. But I think Dougie Hamilton, it's his year. When you look at what he's done the last few seasons, he's always been in the mix. 
with the upper echelon of defense. When I think next year he took last year, excuse me, he took it a step. He had 74 points in 82 games plus 23. He was a huge part for that New Jersey devils team. I think he takes it a step further this year. I think the devils will be one of the best teams in the NHL and he will power play the quarterback. He'll be the one a, when it comes to offensive zone faceoffs, he's going to get a ton of opportunities. Don't look now when he gets 85 points and the devils are in first place in the East, potentially. How do you not overlook that? He hasn't won a Norris. He's been always right there. I think when you vote players for awards, it's always fun to vote a guy who hasn't gotten it. We saw it with the Veznas. Marty Turkle said that. We've seen it with the, the Norrises. There hasn't been a repeat winner with the Norris in years and years and years. So I like Dougie Hamilton. I think this is his year to get his due. He's been a great defenseman in this league for a long, long time, Tim. You don't even have him on your list, which is remarkable. I do love me some Dougie. I mean, I would love that. I think he's, and you're right. The Devils are like, I think a lot of things are going to go right for New Jersey this year, and he's going to be a big part of it. I hope he wins, but I think it's going to be Heiskanen. I think both of those guys deserve it. I really do. I think it's, they're a throwback. They're bigger bodies. I like the way they play the game. They play it kind of a 200 foot game. They, they play a really good all around hockey game. So, but I would be happy if either of them won, especially Rasmus Dolin. I, I, I would like to see him win it. Imagine if he did his contract, because he's kind of going back and forth with the Sabres a little bit. Oh, his number, 12, 13 million. That's what he should ask for. Serious. He could he could ask for the highest contract in the NHL. He could supplant Austin Matthews for the highest contract on an AAV. I think he deserves it. All right, moving on. The Vesna Last year, again, much like the Carlson, I didn't like this pick. Allmark played half the season. Yes, his numbers were outstanding. Don't get me wrong, Tim. Don't give me that grin. Outstanding. But if you're going to start a game, game seven of the Stanley Cup playoffs, is Allmark John, even in your top uh, 10? John, that's not what the award is. It's who I know, but it should be. He, he benefited be so much. Player. He led the league in wins, goals against, and save percentage. There's, there was no question. No, there, I think there was a question. Let's not do this. There was a question. He played 49 games. I think you've got to play the lion's share. Ugh, he started You're saying that games. like it's a, a point against him that he played so many games. He didn't. He almost he almost had a, a net share with his backup and he won the Vesna. Vesna should be the stud. There was a question mark as who was going to start the playoffs. No, there wasn't. Yes, there was. Okay, it's a regular season. It's a regular season award. He dominated. Anyways, Vesna, who do you have, Tim? You're so defensive about the Bruins. That's going to be the downfall of this podcast. Only because you you do that intentionally to me. Trying to make a case that Allmark shouldn't have been. Okay. That's, I think there's a very good case for Automatic that. award there was last year. He had a more right to the Vesna than Nick David did to the MVP. Just. Oh, my just, gosh. I'm dead serious. We are that. losing credibility by the second. Okay. Um, my picks for this year, it's hard to it's hard to really pick outside of the big three Russians, Vasilevsky, Sorokin, Shisterkin. I mean, I think they're just the best goalies right now. And my pick is has been kind of my favorite goalie for the last few years. He was underrated for a couple of seasons. Now he is rightfully right at the top of the league. And it's a team that I was been not been picking on the last few weeks, but it's the Islanders and it's Sorokin. I, knew I think it's in for a, a big, big season. And if they're gonna be competitive, he's gonna be the, the main reason behind it. So he's my pick. He's a great goalie. I, I really enjoy him. I think what's holding him back is you nailed it. The team he plays on. I don't think the wins will be there. I think his save percentage is going to be through the roof just because he's going to get a lot of shots and he's going to save most of them. 
I just don't think the wins will be there. And much like when it came down to the MVP or the Eric Carlson, you look at the wins. Omar had the most wins in the league last year. He won the award. I think that's what it boils down to. I don't think the wins will be there for Soroka. I have I have different options than you do. I know Shesterkin will be there. The Rangers will be. What are you smiling at? No, keep going. Just it's funny the way you talk sometimes. <laughs> Shesterkin will be there. I agree. The Rangers will be very good. My other two picks. I think Vasilevsky will. I think we've seen the best of him. I really do. He struggled the last few years. It's he's not the same Russian wall that he was when they were winning Stanley Cups. Don't you think? I think the aura around him is worn off. Yeah, but the way that Sergachev has been talking is like they're pretty pissed about their their playoff exit. The way that teams are they're, they're getting overlooked. They fully intend on bouncing back. So I know it's you can it's easy to say, but I think they're going to be just fine. Yeah, everybody intends to play better next year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, know. Uh, I don't want to undermine your point it's a very good point he did say that <laughs> that's even okay. worse when you patronize me <laughs> uh, great point tim see you listeners you, you did it you really did it this time wow you bring a lot okay my two picks i'm going out west i think the best team in the west potentially could be the dallas stars you mentioned it with heiskanen i'm gonna go with ottinger I think he. everybody knows how good he has been. I think he takes it to the next level next year. He's going to be fantastic. He's always good. I'm surprised he hasn't been in the mix in years past. I think he was nominated two years ago, didn't win it. This is his year to get nominated for sure. My other goalie that it might be a dark horse, and I said I wasn't going to go out on a limb. I don't think this is going out on a limb. It's Ilya Sorokin, or sorry, Ilya Samsonov from the Toronto Maple Leafs. I feel like last year, if he doesn't get hurt, He's in the mix for a Vesna. His save percentage is always through the roof. His goals against is always right where it should be. His wins last year, he had 27 wins. He played 42 games. If he plays 10, 15 more games, he's getting 40 plus wins. I think the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to be very, very strong next year. And Ilya Samsonov is going to be their starter the whole season. There's going to be no distractions. So I really think as crazy as this sounds, as much as we dog the Leafs on their goaltending for the last however many years, they need a goalie, they need a goalie, they need a goalie. Oh, we got Matt Murray, we got Jack Campbell, we got this guy, we got that guy. Ilya Samsonov is that guy. I think he wins the Vesna tip. I really do. It's crazy how much you've come around on that guy because you were you were not a believer in him last year, but he won you over. He did. He really did. And I'm not one to buy in all the way with it when you haven't done anything for me. He's He's proven he's a good goaltender. He took the team, he took the net, and he was fantastic. It's a shame he wasn't around the whole season, but he's a great goaltender. All right, moving on. Calder. Last year's Matty Beignets took it home over Austin Powers. And who else did he go? It was uh, Austin Powers, and I can't remember who the other guy was. But Matty Beignets win it. Just Let's just Owen Power and Matty Beniers. Just Potato, potato. potato. Okay. Okay. So this year, I feel like it's it's going to be a little bit closer than other people think. Who do you got, Tim, for the Calder? Yeah, my three in it. I went back and forth on this. Obviously, Bedard is is right there. He's the favorite. He's probably going to be my pick. Fantilli right behind him. And then Luke Hughes is just a stud. I was watching just practice video of him the other day. Just he's so he's so, so good. He plays defense. He's, he's got a quick breakout pass. I think he's going to make them a lot better. If I had to pick one, though, it's Bedard. It's like McDavid. Like, how do you vote against him for anyone else? You know, it really is hard. And I, I, I go back and forth on this. Do you pick a guy on a good team who's going to be in a good situation like Luke Hughes, 
or do you pick a guy like Fantilli or Bedard who just are going to be on a bad team, but get a ton of opportunities. So I am going with Bedard. Obviously I think he's the obvious pick. I'm going to go with Cooley, Logan Cooley from the Arizona Coyotes. I like what he's done so far in preseason. He's playing fantastic. He's playing on Arizona's first line with Zucker and Clayton Keller. He, he's going to get a ton of opportunities on that team. What, what, Tim? Did you see that goal he scored? I did. Spinorama. Amazing. Incredible. What do you think about Australia? I went there for the ice hockey classic. I enjoyed it. They really love hockey down there. It's just a shame they can't get good ice. That's That's the thing that's holding them back. Yeah, I don't have anything to add. I've never been there. So they flew. I shouldn't say they friend of the show. Um, we call him the Gooch. I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. Isn't that funny? Anyways, his name's the, the Gooch. Um, Kerry Goulet. He coaches down there. Now he flew me, my wife, my four kids and my mother-in-law for this ice hockey classic. Cause he's like, I want you to come. I want you to come. It was a Wayne Gretzky classic. It was going to be great. They had Wayne there. I'm like, I can't go. I just won the All-Star game because my name was, I was hot. I had a lot going on. He's like, well, what, what can I do to get you down there? I'm like, you got to fly all these people down and it has to be like first class. And he said, I can't do first class, first class. I'll do business class. And he did it. It was the worst, um, worst flight I've ever taken in my life. We had two newborns and my two older girls who were not much older. I think we, they were five and three and two newborns. So they might've been four and two. So we had four infants pretty much on a 20-some hour flight to Australia. It was awful. Anyways, I'm going to go. I'm taking Bedard. I was going to do Cooley, but I think it's Bedard's. I I think the guy puts up 100 points. I I said it before. I think he's going to just kill it this season. And mainly because of me. I feel like I'm going to be able to announce his goals, the pre and post game, better than anybody who's ever done it. It's going to be amazing. All right, moving on. The Rocket Richard Trophy. You mentioned Randon last year. What do you get? 54, you said, Tim? 58? 55, I think. 55? Well, he had not enough. McDavid has 64 goals last year. The guy was just an animal. Do you see anybody else beating Connor McDavid this year in goals? Yeah, and this is tough. And maybe this is me just trying to just trying to be a little bit creative with it, but I actually don't have him finishing in the top three. Um, it's gonna be close. And I I mean, he could easily have a season where he takes a step back in goals and puts up a low 42 with like a hundred assists. And so he'll still have an incredible season, but I want to see some other guys flow to the top. Pedersen just met, missed the list for me. I think he's in for a big year, but my top three are dry Who's a lock for 50 plus. I see ranting him back up there. And then Jason Robertson, who I think had 46 last year, by the way, did you know that the stars drafted Robertson, Ottinger and Heiskanen in the same draft? I did not know that. That's pretty they impressive. Were, they were both two first round and one second round, both all in the top 40, just incredible. 2017, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Drysaddle, Ranton, and Robertson. And I'm going to say Drysaddle gets the Richard. Not a bad pick. Came second last year, 52 goals. No, sorry, not 52 goals. He did get 52 goals, but it was fourth behind Ranton and Posternak. <laughs> I'm going to say it's the two goal scorers who we always talked about. It's going to be Austin Matthews or Connor McDavid. Matthews had a down year last year, nursing a wrist injury. He's back. He's going to be back this year. Toronto has a, another juggernaut of a team, but how can you go against Connor McDavid, Tim? How? He's too good. He's too good. He got 64 last year and he's a passer. He's a, he's a passer. That's what he's known for. Dishing and his speed. It's incredible. What? How many assists? He almost got 90 assists last year. The guy's too good. I think he puts up 160 points. He gets 65 goals. No one's going to touch him. 
He's the best player on the planet. This is his award until he says, you know what, I'm going to retire. So I'm taking Connor McDavid for the Rocket Richard. Heart trophy. Should we even bother? I will. I want to talk about the heart. Let me go first. You always go first. I always let you go first. Let me go first one time. I got McDavid. Obviously, it's his award. I have one asterisk. If Connor Hellebuck gets traded to a contender early and he's on a different team, a New Jersey Devils, a Toronto Maple Leafs, if something happens to Samson up, a very good team, he could steal the MVP if he takes the reins of that net and just goes off. That's the only other person I could see winning this MVP because there's no defenseman on this planet who's going to win the heart over Connor McDavid. Even when a car is playing his best, McDavid's better. The only way I could see this is if a goalie comes in and just is dominant. I love Patrick Waugh. I don't know when the last time a goalie won the heart, but it could be Hellebuck. I don't think it'll happen. I hope it does, but it's McDavid's award. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I pick McDavid. Um, my my kind of nominees are Robertson and Darlene, who I both said are in for big seasons. I think they'll have great years, but it's yeah, it's McDavid. Short what are answer. the what are the odds Winnipeg trades their their guy Shifley Hellebuck? I would say more than fifty percent. Um, no, I'm kidding, but it's it depends on. I hope they do it sooner, but it'll probably wait till closer to the deadline at this point. Because it should we reach yeah. out to Kevin Dayoff for an interview? Let's just ask him, like, hey, what's what's the deal? Well, that's what I mean. Let's get him on the show. You think he come on? I knew I know him from my days in Chicago. Go for it. He was. I don't have his number, so I might have it. I'll check. If you could reach out to him, that'd be great. All right, President's Trophy. Last year, it's tough to beat this team. They they had the best record in hockey of all time. One hundred and some years, the NHL's been around, and this team came in in the salary cap era, which was meant to produce parity. Everybody's the same. We're all in the same playing field. We all have the same amount of money to spend. The Bruins said, "Nope, we're the best." We went out. We get one hundred thirty five points. We dominate from wire to wire. They were the President's Trophy winners. Who do you think? is going to win the president's trophy this year. You thought I was going to mention how they flamed out in the playoffs, didn't you? I actually don't. I stopped listening when you talk about, when you talk about the Bruins, I just wait to hear my name again. I zone out and then I'm like, okay, Tim, you're, you're back on. So president's trophy. Who do you got Tim this year? Um, my three nominees here are the Oilers who I think I would say these are two similar teams, Oilers and the Leafs, both very, very good regular season teams. I hope they get some playoff success. Both of them. Um, I think they're in for big years in Dallas. So, um, Edmonton, Dallas and Toronto are my top three nominees. And I think the Oilers take it with the president's trophy. Yeah. I think the president's trophy winner will be from the West as well this year. I think the East is, is just closer. There's better teams. I think the bottom of the barrel is just just a little bit better than the bottom of the barrel in the West. So there's no really easy pickings on a nightly basis like you get in the West. So I think that it will come from a Western Conference team. Vegas is going to be strong. I'm going to give it to the Dallas Stars, Tim. I feel like this is their year. I, I, I have that sense, don't you? I just think they deserve it. They've been kind of scratching at that cup for a few years now. I don't know. It has that Washington Capitals kind of feel where they've always been there. They made the cup finals a few years ago. They've always been around. They bring in Matt Duchesne, who could use a cup. They bring in Craig Smith. They get some veteran presence. It just seems like everything's falling into place for them. So I'm taking the Dallas Stars with the President's Trophy. I don't think they win the cup, but I think they really, really have a good season this year. So, all right, last one. I did this for you. 
Because Patrice Bergeron, this trophy should be named the Patrice Bergeron trophy. Don't you think they should rename the Selkie the Bergeron? I intentionally left this one out of our agenda because it, now the Bergeron's out. It doesn't matter as much. But you added it back in. So I we, did. I think it's a good trophy. Did you know Bergeron was 0-3 and three last year in the playoffs? Cost the Bruins this season because of his, his hard-headed pride. He wanted to play. Shouldn't have been playing. Can we agree with that? Nope. They were three and one without him. He comes in because he's so hard headed and prideful. He couldn't just sit it out and get his body healed. He was not a hundred percent. He probably wasn't even 80%. He's like, I'm good enough to be back. Minus six loses three straight. Let's have a Bruin on the show. And you tell him, you say that to him and see how it goes. Get Bergeron on the show. I don't care. You think I'm scared to tell somebody that? No, but if you if we had like a McAvoy in the show and he said, listen, can we agree that Bergeron cost her the playoffs? He would probably hang up on us. What content? <laughs> It'd be great. We're not trolling people, John. We're not that kind of show. I just hate how people live in La La Land. The guy cost them the playoffs. He should not uh, have been playing. No, he didn't. I know you don't actually believe that. So, Did you watch the last three games? No. He was I their it. worst what players. Happened? He was their worst player. No, he should have been out there. No, he wasn't. You were just looking at the stat sheet a couple of days later and got delighted by that fact. You had no idea this was that. You, no, this didn't Tim, happen. I wish that was the case. Um, this year, That's, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have someone coming back from injury who is widely known as one of the best defensive two-way forwards in the league, Sean Couturier from the Philadelphia Flyers. I think he does not have a bounce back year because he didn't play last year. I think he reminds people of how great he is. The guy's a stud. You mentioned it, Tim, I think last episode last week, he's coming back. He's feeling good. If he stays healthy, he's going to be there. Another guy who I think should be in the mix is Nathan McKinnon. It goes without saying he's a stud. I think it's either Couturier or McKinnon and I'm going to give it to McKinnon. I think it's his year for the award. Okay. So my finalists are pretty, uh, I think pretty obvious gimme picks, especially with Bergeron out of the mix. Uh, Mitch Marner, I think is going to be in it. He was a nominee last year. By the way, Matthews is going to be doing a lot of PK this year. It's like a bunch of headlines about it. Stupid idea. It. Including they had, uh, I mean, I know it's preseason, but they had John Klingberg killing penalties during uh training camp and preseason. So I wonder if that's going to be a thing. I get it. I, I understand it because I've seen star players kill penalties my whole career. I've never understood it. I don't understand the ideas behind it. I know they do it in Boston and they score a shorthanded goal here and there. What do you think the probability is higher? You block a shot and break your hand or you score a shorthanded goal. The risk of Matthews getting hurt on a PK is significantly more higher than him scoring a shorthanded goal. I just don't see the risk reward in this situation when you could put out a third and fourth liner. You just get in the lane. That's all you do. Yes, I know the hockey, you know, they they have hockey skills and they can pick off passes and this and that and their intuitions. I get it. I'm not gassing out my players killing penalties. That's just not that's not how I coach. And I was I was offered a local high school coaching job. So I know what I'm talking about. Okay, you guys? So for everybody who's gonna write in, oh, you've been hitting the head too much. Have you been offered a local high school coaching job? I don't think so. Okay. Boom. Look in the mirror, listener. Um yeah. okay. Marner, Barkov, and Heesher. I mean, probably the three of the best defensive players or two-way centers in the league or two-way forwards. I'm going to go with Heischer. I think I think a lot of people made the case for him to win last year. I think it's probably he's probably the best two-way forward in the league right now. So Nico Heischer, I think, is, is going to be my pick there. 
So let me ask you this. Why do forwards get the best defensive forward and the best offensive forward and the best goal scorer and the D-men only get one award? I don't know. It's not a good idea. I think there should be multiple. There should be offensive and all around or offensive and defensive. Or Why is there no Bobby Orr award? I don't know. I don't know. There should be. It's racist. (laughs) Yeah. Is that what it calls it? It's right. Is a sexist prejudice. It's some ist. It's prejudiced. I don't like it. The forwards get everything. That's why I switched from defense to forward because I thought I have a better chance of winning an award. There's just more of them to go around. Yeah, maybe. But I agree. There should be multiple. People say it every year, especially this year with Carlson winning it. There's a big argument for it. So I know he should have never won that award. That was his third Norris. Do you know that? Yeah. The other ones made sense, though, when he was dragging the Senators into the playoffs. Oh, man, he was so good. I still remember multiple times just him burning me. He's so he was so good. So fun to watch. All right. Quick hits. Mark Recchi joins the Blue Jackets as an assistant coach. He's going to go down with the ship. (laughs) How bad are the Blue Jackets going to be this year? Uh, I gosh, I hope they surprise some people. There's so many guys that I want to see do well on that team. Like I want Liney to come back and score 50 goals. I want Gaudreau to be a hundred plus point player again. I want to see Fantilli have a great rookie season. I want to see Provorov go back and be a number one defenseman again. Who knows that these things will happen? All of those things could happen this year and they could still come last. <laughs> but not if all four of them happen. This be- year, they could. They could have a solid first line. And they could still be junk. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. No, I'm telling you, they're going to be really bad. I, I feel bad for Fantilli. He's going into a situation where he had his coach fired before camp even started. He has no discernible direction, and they're just going to get worked every single night. Every single night. I guess he might get to play with Line A, so that could be a silver lining, because we know Line A is just going to be right there battling with them in the D zone. False. Line A is going to be nowhere to be found. They're going to spend most of their shifts in the defensive zone. <sighs> Anyways, what else? You have a listener shout-out. Yeah. Um, one of our listeners, Rick, I'll give him a shout out. He's been messaging us a lot the past couple of weeks because he's in he's been in Traverse City. He was visiting all over northern Michigan Had a lot of great things to say about Traverse City and basically why you chose to raise your family there. And just could not believe how beautiful it was and how friendly it was and just really, really nice. So shout out to Rick. Hope, glad you enjoyed it. Was he here for the Red Wings camp? I don't think so. I think he was here for a wedding. Um, it was all over. He was over. He went to Mackinac and um all the other places. So pretty cool. It's hilarious when people say that, Oh, I might see you around town. <laughs> I haven't been downtown in years. I don't go downtown. I don't, I don't yeah. go out. I'm such Maybe a, hermit. every it's other fun. week at Costco for, for a half hour, there's a window where you might run into John, but that's about it. Maybe every other month. Cause I don't like going there anymore. Cause traffic and it's way across town. Damn. I like, I keep my bubble small. It's really pathetic. No, this whole not. Chicago thing is going to be really a trip for me because I'm going to be in the big city again. I'm crazy. It's going to be great. Fun. Are you going to come and visit? Yeah, I'm hoping to come up in the next few weeks. No, to Chicago. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be there most of December doing Can all you the games. Room too? You sleep the same room as me. <laughs> Two beds. Pillow How awkward. How awkward. Would you sleep in the same bed as me? No. Why not? I need my privacy. I spread out like an eagle. I'm, like, I'm making snowmen. Eagles don't sleep in beds. And when they're in their nests, they're nice and compact. Okay. Let's not, let's not do this. Hey, I would sleep way, with you. Okay. Thank you. Um, 
we're going to do fantasy hockey again this year. So I'm going to throw it out to the listeners. You're going to see a post. I'll, I'll post it. Just DM me if you want to do it. Um, probably a 12 team Merlin Yahoo, like we did before. We had a great league last year and the year before. So opening it up to some new listeners, John, are you going to do it with us this year? No, absolutely. I love it. You get the first pick last year and then you did nothing with it. I got McDavid. Yeah. Did you he make the playoffs? My, he, I don't, I, I, uh, I didn't check it. <laughs> if you want me to be in it, I'll be in it. Yeah. Just check it and, and chat with us every day. Yeah, I can't check it all the time. Well, well, we'll be doing it. So if you want to join, um, look out for uh, Instagram, Twitter post and send us a DM if you want to, if you want to do it. So well, I'll be fun. completely honest. I have more fun playing fantasy football. It's a much better system. Just because it really it's once is. a week. It's instant gratification. It's like Sunday and you're done. Yeah. Well, that's the problem with kids these days. You need the instant gratification, not willing to put the work in and be consistent. Every day Every... you're going to see if someone scored or got an assist. It's like it's just I don't... Part, of, part of your morning routine is just checking the lineup and seeing if you have an injury, whatever. So he was playing that day and that's it. It takes five minutes. It's too much. It's too much for me. I'm too old. I'm 41 for Pete's sake. It's my birthday. Lay off me. That's it, Tim. We got an interview later this week. Jordan Nolan coming in. Apparently he's going to be in a movie or TV something. Show. Shorzy. Shorzy, yeah, really exciting. You you would like that actually, John. It's a funny show. So, is there a lot of effing and jeffing? Uh, yeah, but it's I don't like swear, but it's not like super crass. It's just like guys just be, just swearing on the ice. You know what I mean? But it's funny. It's very very witty. I, I feel like I, the trash talk game has gone away from the NHL. It's gone. Based on what they still I think out there. Well, there used to be really ruthless chirps, and I think now people are scared to kind of say the wrong thing and get suspended. Plus, guys let, are mic'd up, too. Well, the rink, there's mics everywhere along the glass. So you say something that's a little off color, and you're just gone. You're just suspended. Is that a good thing? It's a bad thing. You don't want to be suspended. You know how hard it was to see my paycheck when I got suspended? Just whacked in half or completely gone? The worst feeling. When I got suspended for 10 games... I was uh, like, that sucks. John, 10 games? No one feels sorry for the pro athlete who had a smaller paycheck one time because of because of the consequences of his actions. You're just not going to get a lot of sympathy points for that. Tim, I lost a complete paycheck. Oh, my God. And so you, you didn't eat that week or what? No, I was I was rich at the time. I ate very well. <laughs> but that, like, you don't understand because you, well, you well, get a, well. a finite amount of paychecks every year. And it's like... Whew. It stung the nostrils. Well, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. 50, no, it's Tim Jackman's actions and stinking Louis Erickson. Keep your head up. I, yeah, that, uh, you elbowed him in the head. So Who? Louis. My elbow Who? didn't even touch his head. Oh, uh, this photo, so let's go look. <laughs> you find a photo of my helmet, my elbow hitting his head, and I'll say, okay. Every photo Google. is the wild one of me. After the hit, where I'm extending out after the hit, and his he's already gone, and my elbow's out. Your name, one of the top pictures is you leaning up, because you already have how many, eight inches on him, leaning up and hitting Louis Erickson. I Google my name every day. I never see that. You don't look at images, though. You gotta look at the images. Maybe you need to stop doing that. (laughs) I do it every morning. (laughs) John. That and your fantasy. Yep, still there. (laughs) That's so funny. All right. Well, I think that's enough, you guys. I really appreciate you listening. We'll be back later this week with Jordan Nolan. Let us know if you have any questions for him. I was a big fan of his dad. Still am. 
Teddy Nolan, one of the greatest coaches I've ever played for. So I hope everybody has a good day. Wish me a happy birthday. Send me presents and money if you want. I gave up my address earlier this year. You can find it in one of the episodes. I would really appreciate that because all I'm getting is razors. That's it. And cake. And cake. Cake's not a present, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> Tim likes that one. All right, everybody. Have a good one. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. 